Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear, Charlie Long in studio. And Charlie, you can crank it up for our Craig's Electrical segment. Inside the Draft with Mike D. is brought to you by Craig's Electrical and Generator Service. When the power goes off, Craig's comes on. Mike, we're on to, I think, the last position group that we've got to cover ahead of the draft. Yeah, it's it worked kind of, out that way, huh? Yeah, right. Just a couple days uh, <laughs> right before round one. We're going to be covering safeties today. The first round pick, Ray, that you have, the only one, is Alabama's Brian Branch. Yeah, Brian plays the same position Minka Fitzpatrick did at Alabama. That's that star linebacker slot. He plays in the nickel. He's played free safety, a little strong safety, nickel cornerback. And he's the chirper. Uh, Pete Jenkins would always tell me, man, you go to Alabama's practices. Uh, Nick didn't really have to tell too many things to too many people. You know why? He said, man, it was Brian Branch. He was the communicator. He would scream and holler at guys to, because, Bob, you know this as well as, not everybody knows what they do on every play. So you got to have somebody to tell no, them what to, to do. you have to have alpha dog, a leader, that's going to be not only lead by example, but be a vocal leader and put players in the right position. And Brian does that. No, the- like you'd be like, what, what, what the, look, you know, even a player can tell a player and they can't get offended. It's like, I just told you what to do. And then it kind of like almost challenged them to be able to, uh, you know, uh, almost compartmentalize our, our, the concepts. That's what we need you to do. Playing it. And not every now and then. We need you to do this all the time, and sometimes it's better to cover from a player and a coach, and he's one of those guys. Yeah, and Pete would say, man, I was ready to holler at this defensive end who was out of position, and he said, Branch beat me to it. You know, he was hollering at him, you, you're out of position, you got to move, move, move. And he said, man, he was like a coach out on the field, yep. uh, really tough in run support. He matches up well in the coverage part of the game also. Uh, Bobby grew up uh, right outside of Atlanta. I think, oh, man, I don't have my note right in front of me. I think it's Sandy Creek High School. Yeah, yeah, Sandy Creek. Which is that, 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 right yeah, south yeah. of Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, that, that's I, a I, suburb of Atlanta. I yep. think that's the same high school as Calvin Johnson. See, that I don't know, Mike. But, but I, 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 I know it's I, Sandy Creek. But, but, I, but I know Sandy Creek High yeah, School. Yeah, and so uh, that that's where he went to high school. He was rating one of the top safeties in the country. So, well, like, when he was coming out of high school, it was like, Basically, you go to Alabama, he could have went wherever he wants, right? Every one, and then he chose Alabama over Georgia. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and so he, he left Georgia to go to Alabama, and I think, he, you know, uh, watching him play, he's rarely out of position. He makes a ton of plays. He's a really good open field tackler. Uh, now, a lot of people say, well, he's not that big. He's five foot 5'11", 
That's Come on. Big that's plenty big that, that, enough. That's basically six feet. Come on. Drew Brees is 5'11 without his cleats. You put his cleats on, he's six feet. Come on. So whatever. Uh, but everybody got a nitpick on Branch one way or another. <laughs> no, he, he's a favorite of mine. And Charlie and I talked about this yesterday. Well, they'll have six defensive backs going around one, and he's one of them. He's one of the six, and you're gonna. See, this is not a great safety group. It is a really good corner group, right? And, and he's one of the safeties that'll be uh, a first round pick, or Mike, is it like twenties uh, type pick, or maybe early second, or what do you think? No, I think anywhere from eighteen to like twenty four, twenty five. Also, be in the first round, right? Uh, yeah, and hanging with the corner. Yeah, you know who, who spends a lot of time on safeties? The Ravens. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They they they, they spent a lot of money too. Look what they did with Marcus Williams, and when Marcus missed all that time, they they weren't nearly as they good in the back Kyle end. Kyle Hamilton yeah. last season, and so man, uh, you know, it's it's one of those positions, and the fact that he can play the nickel right away, he's three quarters of a starter before he even hits the field. Yeah, but because he's able so to, good at to that. Be that versatile. Yeah. yeah. So then we move on to some day two guys you have here, Mike, starting with Texas A&M's Antonio Johnson. Yeah, he's from St. Louis, baseball, basketball, football player, so he's a really good athlete, almost 6'2", right around 200 pounds. He's a downhill type player. Man, he comes with a vengeance in run support. He is really good in run support, Uh, really good open field tackler, and he's developed this little knack of hitting you a certain way with his shoulder, and he described it to me to try to get the ball unleashed from you because he feels as though if I hit the ball a certain way, it's coming out one way or another. It's not about trying to pry it loose. You say if you try that, a lot of times the guys are protecting it so much. He tries to hit you initially with that elbow to try to knock it out. He matches up well in the coverage part of the game. He's a really good athlete. Again, a big safety. And uh, he's a downhill guy who has played – Free safety, strong safety, nickelback. Whoa. It's played all three. Right. Moving on to Illinois' is Quan Martin. Yeah, Quan's, you know, again, he's not the biggest guy either. He's 5'10", 195. You talk about a guy that was around the football all the time. Uh, They like to play him in the box. Man, he is a really cut athlete, real quick to react. Uh, Now, when you put him next to a big receiver, he looks sort of small. But, man, he plays big out on the field. And all I know is in the last four years, 222 tackles from the safety position and 10 tackles for losses. He spots it quick, goes get it. Seven He's pass, active, very active. Seven pass interceptions so he can catch the ball at the safety position. Uh, I like Quan as a third-round pick. Uh, really tough guy. He's built sort of like a running back more than he is a safety. But, man, he makes a ton of plays for Illinois in the secondary. And then up next, we have another Alabama safety, Jordan Battle. Now, he's more of the strong safety type guy. Um, Again, highly recruited football player. He was ranked the number two safety in the country coming out. Alabama gets those guys because you're given so much responsibility. Uh, He is above average in the coverage part of the game where he's really good, run support, and helping out. Uh, he's a real steady open field tackler. He's strong in that area. He matches up well with tight ends. Where he's been beat sometimes is when a quicker back coming out the backfield if he catches that. But, uh, man, I like him. He's smart. He's rarely out of position. 
and he, he'll lay it to you. Man, he is a hard-hitting cat. Well, Mike, he's 6'1", 6'1", 215, so he's not, he's not little. No. And, uh, I mean, and Nick normally likes a big safety. And so that's what really makes, when you think about Brian Branch, something. Normally, he likes a guy over six foot tall. But Branch wasn't that way. He was just so smart. And again, Minka Fitzpatrick played that same position. Very similar. And then up next, Mike, we got Penn State's G.I.R. Brown. Yeah, uh, he's a guy from the uh, Pennsylvania area. He played all across the board, quarterback, running back, uh, safety, outside linebacker, corner. And uh, he was not a super highly recruited player because of the fact he didn't have his grades right. So he had to go to a junior college before he goes to Penn State. But he has started the last 26 games for Penn State, 153 tackles, nine tackles for losses, Bob, 10 pass interceptions, and 19 pass deflections. So, Mike, when I was reading about him, tell me how you think this. Because, you know, a lot of players, everybody wants to be the star, the, you know, uh, the defense or, uh, you know, but can you make the NFL your lifestyle? And I was reading, just looking at uh, Brown, this caught my attention, uh, that he will be in the league as a special teamer and a versatile third safety at least, but he has to clean up some of the things before he's a starter, like a cover two type team. But He's too over-aggressive, uh, uh, I can uh, tell you. Watch it. He's, but, but, but if you could, okay. But I'd uh, much rather him have it than don't. Okay, this is a question I have for you, though. Now, now think about this. When you look, I'm trying to make the NFL. When you look at J.T. Gray coming out of uh, uh, Mississippi State, and, Mike, it wasn't like, okay, we all talk about what he could do at the safety position. If you can look at a crystal ball, like two guys, Chris Banjo out of SMU and J.T. Gray at Mississippi State, to me, if I'm a young safety and I'm going to last in the league, you could parlay that, become a millionaire, kick ass on special teams. Well, that's where he'll and, make his first impact. Yeah. So, but, uh, man, when, when you see the fact that he's a ball hawk, and in those two years, 19 pass deflections, 10 interceptions, and he's doing this at Penn State, okay? But you know, he's not an SEC player. Right, right. And I think, you know, had he not had the grade issues, and, and he missed the grades, he, he was close, but just couldn't get in. So he had to go to junior college route. But I think he's a good player who will make an initial shot in the NFL on special teams, but man, I like his ball hawk skills. Can't teach that. Either you got no, it or you, have you the don't. Instincts. Either you got stone uh, hands of stone, or you know you could catch like a receiver. Because a lot of times, you know, like you look at a defensive back. Uh, why didn't move it a defensive back? Well, I was a receiver, but then you dropped too many balls. So they say, uh, and you got maybe your hips are good. Go play defensive back. But you can get a get your defensive back. Mike, that catches the ball and hits his hands. I look, look, look at Honey Badger. Or you look at Ed Reed. Or all of those guys. Chauncey going to Johnson. Yeah, when it hits your hands, do you get a pass defended or batted down, or do you get an interception? Yep. You know, a lot of times you might think, like, man, that, that was a nice play, but he should have intercepted that. That's why you think you, you can't really coach that. It has to be like your instincts and your gift that you have. You got to have some ability to catch the secondary, not playing receiver. And then so. wrapping up that second tier of players, Mike, at the safety position, a guy that we've talked about in praise for his versatility on the back end of the defense, LSU's Jay Ward. Yeah, Jay's played outside corner. He's played the nickel. He's played dime safety and free safety at LSU. Okay, look at it. Look at that versatility. He is really good. 
matching up in the coverage part of the game. Now, physically, he's got to get stronger and become a better open field tackler. But if you can do all that, okay, look at what P.J. Williams, he's made this a career off being that dime safety or that nickel corner. more you could do. And so he's going to be tough. Once you get him in camp, it's going to be tough to get rid of him because of the fact he can play so many different positions. Is he going to be a starting safety in the NFL? Probably not. But if you're a nickel guy, you basically three-quarters of a starter, dime safety, you play in like 60% of the time, you have a role. Mike, I thought this was interesting. You know, you talk about the role, and you have a role. That the physical traits – uh, that Jay Ward has it there, though, uh, you know, look, he's become more instinctive with more reps. You know, if the more he sees something, then he gets more familiar and more production. But I thought this was interesting, this quote. The right coaching staff could see him thrive as a versatile piece on the back end. You know, it doesn't matter, right place, right time, how they utilize you, how you coach stuff and all, how you develop as a player. So, you know, like a right place, right time, and then uh, it seems like if he's at the right place, right time, he has that ability to take advantage of that opportunity. Okay, and, and I'll flip it this way. If you'd have kept him at one spot, he would have learned it. But they kept moving him. Right, right. Because, right. okay, I needed a safety. But that I might, needed a dime guy. But that might I needed benefit, a nickel. But that might benefit him in the long run in by doing that. In the long run, it really benefits him tremendously because he's played all that. I get what whoever wrote that wrote. Yeah. But the fact that when you've watched him at LSU – they really didn't keep him at one spot. Right, they right, kept right, moving right, him around right. because they needed him and in different spots. And it doesn't spots. become second nature because you're always constantly learning. But the more experience you get, the more reps, that all of a sudden, whoa, you can do a lot of different things at a high level. He knows what to do. I wish he was a better chirper. Okay. He knows it, though. He knows it. I wish he would communicate a little bit better. Well, sometimes, but that's you, not his. Yeah, you, you can't. It's make not that. his. No, you might want to do sort that, of makeup yeah, as yeah, a player. Like you can't make him do that, right? And then, Mike, to wrap it up, we got a couple of hybrid players. First off, I was Riley Moss, who you have as a part cornerback, part free safety type. Yeah, of player. Riley Moss is going to be interesting. He's this really tall, high cut safety, great foot speed. He's he's more fast than he is quick. He, I would force a team to make him play corner until I'm convinced he can't play it anymore. Then I'd move him to safety. But he can run track sprinter in high school. Uh, if you watch the combine, he could really run. And he's a tremendous athlete, and he's so competitive. And I think some of the coaches at Iowa would get on him because he would get all over himself if he gave up a completion. And it's like, okay, you're not going to win every battle. But he's so competitive – and it affects the next snap. Okay, if you just upset with yourself and it's one play and then you take the eraser, that's fine. The problem becomes he lets it affect the next play. But you talk about an athlete, Raleigh Moss is that. Tremendous athlete, and he can flat out run. So, Mike, is that that white boy cornerback? That's him. All I know is right now, think about this, and don't take this the wrong way, social media and all that. I'm just telling you. If you could be a star, white cornerback in the NFL today, Mike, name, image, and likeness and all that, I'm going way back because I'm talking about like Scott Cage, Jason Seahorn. You just don't see. Okay, uh, all the fans out there, pro football fans, how many white cornerbacks you have in the NFL? 
You just don't see them. So what if all of a sudden you're different than everybody else or whatever, and then you stand out, right? Mike, uh, I'm telling you, he can make unbelievable money off the field because it's something different. A lot of times society will like something different. If you had a kick-ass white cornerback right now with all the great receivers and all the competition, I'm telling you, you got to go back to the 90s with Jason Seahorn and Scott Case. Scott Case told me this. I'm playing with him in Atlanta, and I even threw him an interception when I was with the Saints. He's with the Falcons. He's from Oklahoma. He goes, Bobby, the reason why I had nine interceptions one year because they didn't want to throw against Deion Sanders or Bobby Butler. <laughs> yeah, well, I so, gotta gather. So, so, so they pick it on me. And, but, but Mikey caught the ball. Yep. He had nine interceptions. Now, what he did on the back end, he moved from corner to safety and won a Super Bowl with Barry Switzer in Dallas against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Barry Switzer loved him because he coached out Oklahoma and said, oh, Scott, come and here. He was one tough little guy. Now. Yes. <laughs> he yeah, was yeah, one yeah, tough yeah. dude. Scott Case from Oklahoma. Where did Jason Seahorn go to college? USC. Uh, USC. Yeah. And, and then as a returner, kick returner or whatever. And he hurt his knee and then that yeah, prompted, with the, the, Rams, move, and then prompted all, yeah. the move to safety. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, but, but they were cornerbacks. He was, he uh, was uh, damn good at corner. And I'm telling you whether anybody likes this or not, and this is old school, new school, when you see a white cornerback out there, whoever, no, uh, we pick it on him. Uh, we going at him and then – uh, can they make plays or not? So we just have you have a you have a, a radar on your back, and that's what occurred. <laughs> that's not an opinion. That's what happened with Scott Case and Jason Seahorn. So you know how they really stepped up. They got attacked and they made plays, and then they were not the weak link. They go, oh, we got to do something else because they are that good. One guy I'll throw out real quick from Sacramento State, Marte Mapu. Former high school quarterback. Is he Simone Mapu or something? Yeah. He, he grew up about 50 miles outside of Los Angeles. Okay. And so he does have some Samoan in him. He's been a hybrid player where he's played cornerback, outside linebacker, safety. He's at a football Sacramento. player. Okay. Sacramento State. Bob, he's six foot three, 222 pounds. My, I, I think uh, he's tall enough and big enough. I mean, it just they got to give him the recognition. He got hurt at the Senior Bowl, and Jim at, Jim Nagy and I talked about and, it. Man, and, and, he, he's a guy that and, I think in the middle rounds of this draft, somebody's going to get, and he's going to be a good football player. And, Mike, I, I bring up, uh, you know, still 1AA football, but Sacramento State has been a playoff team like North Dakota State. You know, we're familiar with Nickel State and Southeastern and all around here. Going into the postseason, you know, the Southland Conference. But Sacramento State is one of the best programs, like I still say, 1AA. And if he played there, uh, no, he, he's, they'll recognize, they'll find you today. And he's no big dummy. You can't get in there with no expired driver's license. So, Mike, you, you have a little background there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Inside the Draft with Mike D is brought to you by Craig's Electrical and Generator Service. When the power goes off, Craig's comes on. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.